Hey guys, welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Uh, Luke Bryan coming up a little later on. I thought we'd start the show with a little mailbag today. Let's open it up. Bobby's Mailbag. Hello, guys. My name is Tristan. I have a quick tipping question. I've been trying to save money by finding restaurants with curbside pickup so I can avoid the delivery fee. Delivery fee. Thank you. Now, my girlfriend and I have been debating on whether or not I should tip when I drive myself to the restaurant to pick up our food. I say no. She says yes. Why should I tip them if I'm picking up the food? Don't you tip the service when you dine in? If I get delivery, I tip the delivery guy. But why should I tip if I'm the delivery guy? I think my girlfriend should tip me for picking up our food. Who's right, her or me? Signed Tristan. Well, officially, Tristan, you are right. If you're picking up food, you've probably already paid for it online. There was probably already a little slot there for you to decide to tip or not, right? You don't have to tip. If you can, I always recommend a buck or two. If you weren't going to tip and you could do a buck or two, that's great. If you can't, that's great too. I don't think in this situation you are deemed wrong for not tipping. If I were on the Supreme Court, I would have to go. I reluctantly side with you, Tristan. I wouldn't. You don't have to tip. I hope you do. I try to. I try to tip anytime. If I have a few extra bucks, because I know what it was like to push carts, wait tables, bust tables, work at a grocery. I just have done it all. And when someone give me an extra couple bucks, even when it wasn't tipping time, I'd be like, are you crazy? This is awesome. And these people are also probably struggling more so than ever because of the, the industry. But you don't have to. It hurts me to say that. I would love to say yes, but you don't have to. What were you going to say? Okay, so I wouldn't side with him. I'm siding with the girlfriend. You should tip. It doesn't have to be 20%, like if you were going to dine in. And yeah, the tip, just like you're saying, Bobby, this is I'm reluctantly siding with him. If you're a waiter, you have to be tipped. At a restaurant, you have to tip. I'm saying in this situation, it's not mandatory to be tipped. I know, but I think we need to make it the new. Lo- would like, love it. Would, ma- would love no. it. But what's the service, right? Mm-hmm. What's the service to make it mandatory? I'm not feeling that service to make it mandatory. I would tip. I just say it ranges anywhere from a dollar to five dollars, okay. no matter depending on what you can spare. But yeah, even if it's just a dollar, if you like, can spare nothing, this is this is what the answer is going to be. If you can spare nothing, do you not get curbside? If you can spare no money to tip, because this is all where it lies. I know, I get it. One dollar, you're Amy, eating out. Amy, all I'm saying is you have fourteen bucks in your account. It's going to cost you fourteen dollars to get this food. Are you going? Well, I don't have enough money to tip. I can't do it. No, you're going to go get the food. It's curbside. Okay. Right? Okay. Did I just shift you? No, I yeah, would actually I advise so. him to go to the store and get food to make it for himself. And so save he could, money. Yeah. So he could have $5 left over and pay nobody and then still have money in his bank account. Uh, it's a weird one for me, Tristan, because I hate to side with you because I am a, a good tipper because I needed to be tipped throughout my life. But um, but I see where his girlfriend's coming from. The and curbside so is just a different thing. Curbside was never a thing, really. I know, this. and now at restaurants, they have parking for curbside pickup. It's I a know. thing now, so I we just know. need to make it the norm to throw a little bone. I would love to make it culturally a norm, or maybe but right now it isn't. If you don't have the extra dollar, you take them a little treat or something. Oh boy, now Amy's <laughs> now Amy's you. tipping him an old UCDs and stuff from the car, <laughs> or maybe scrounge up some old change or something. All right, that's what's up. It's the good news countdown, counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. We got five of them for you. Let's hit it. Number five. Little Caesars has now donated over a million pizzas to healthcare workers across the country. And Haynes is handing out a million face masks to the homeless. Man, Little Caesars used to be the jam. Oh, so good. I haven't had any in a while, but. If pizza, I got pizza, invited. Pizza. Remember the Noid? Huh? Yeah, a little guy. Yeah. Oh, a little, is the that villain? what he was called? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But if I got invited to a birthday party and they had Little Caesars, I thought it was the coolest. Number four. An all-girl robotics team at a high school came up with a new ventilator for hospitals that's cheap and easy to make. A normal ventilator can cost $20,000. This high school robotics team of all girls made one that costs $700. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Number three. There's a charity called Mary's Mills that normally provides food for kids at school. So they've had to pivot the last few months. But now they're reaching out and getting just as many kids as they did before, around 1.6 million every day around the world. So they've said, okay, we can't get kids in school, but let's just find kids that need food right now, not even just during school time. So So they found a way to take this turn and actually do more for more during this time. thought that was pretty cool. Number two. 
An emergency room doctor from Louisiana got the virus in April, then had a stroke. He was on a ventilator for 39 days but survived, and on Friday, he finally left the hospital and he got to see his kids and his wife for the first time in three months. Imagine that. You're working in an emergency room, which, by the way, you got to have something special on you just to do that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what comes in there? Not even just COVID times, like gunshot car wreck times, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. He gets the virus, then has a stroke, and still lives. That is, that is good news. Number one. And a family in Ohio couldn't pay their rent after the dad lost his job because of the pandemic. But instead of kicking him out, the landlord said, hey, stay, and here's an extra 100 bucks to help cover the bills. Thought that was pretty cool. I'm going to end on that one. And that, my friends, is the Good News Countdown. That was the Good News Countdown. You know, we started talking about this, but we held off because I wanted you to talk about it on the show. You know, some people believe in signs. Mm-hmm. And, and with you, when you see a cardinal, you think it could be a sign from your mom who's passed away. Well, yes. It all started with my sister, though. I kind of rolled my eyes at it when she started seeing the cardinals several Why years ago. Why the cardinal, ago. though? Okay, so my mom, we when my mom had cancer, we took her into hospice, which ultimately ended up being my sister's bedroom. And so that's where my mom took her final breath. And so right outside that window, there's a tree in my sister's bedroom. And she saw a bird's nest the week my mom died with little eggs in it, but she didn't know what kind of birds they were. So she was kept watching them. And then she saw that they were cardinals. And she kind of just felt like, okay, this is interesting. So she Googled cardinals and started reading about them and they symbolize joy. And my mom with Pimp and Joy and Choose Joy, her motto being joy, all the things joy during her cancer battle, my sister thought saw this hatching of new life. And then this, she just felt this piece of like, hey, that's mom telling me everything's going to be okay. And, and she sees cardinals during times. So fast forward to her being at my house last week, we were having to have some hard, like a family conversation about some stuff that was hard and it was heavy and it was important. And I was just feeling overwhelmed. And she looked outside my window and a cardinal flies by. And she looks at me and she says, mom's here. Everything's going to be fine. And I, I rolled my eyes, right? So then a few days later, I'm sitting in my car parked in a parking lot, revisiting some of this stuff. I'm on the phone dealing with some of the family things. And I look up in a tree and I kid you not, I took a picture of it. There's a red cardinal right in front of me in the tree. And I heard my sister's voice in my head clear as day say, mom's here. Everything's going to be fine. And I felt calm and I thought, oh, great. Now I'm the crazy person with my sister thinking that my mom is sending red cardinals to remind us that everything's going to be fine. I'm surprised I got through it this telling it just now without getting choked up because I'm not that person. I don't, I, I would kind of in a nice way <laughs> make fun of my sister because she's been on this cardinal thing for years and I have not been there and now I feel like I'm there. And I think maybe you just have to be willing and ready for it or something. So now, am I crazy? I'm going to say you're not crazy. Here's why. Okay, why? Now, again, I consider myself an extremely pragmatic person. However, you can't prove it's your mom, right? No. But you can't prove it's not your mom. Why so hold on. Okay. You're asking me if you're crazy. Well, I know, me- but I want to clarify just so that people know I don't think my mom is the bird. Oh, but you can't prove she's not in the bird. You can't prove she was. I feel oh, like she my, sends the birds. My point is there are a lot of things in our life that we have to simply have faith in that you can't prove on or off. Yes, very true. And for you to pick a side, if it puts you in a better place, it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. The end... Because there isn't a way to prove that it is or isn't. And if it makes you feel better, in a sense, follow me here. If I'm going down to the next level, in a sense, it is your mom. It doesn't actually have to be her or something that she specifically sent out. But if it's making you feel better by the thought of her, that's her presence Mm -hmm. that has created this feeling inside of you. In a sense, that is your mom. Maybe not right from her, but for her to present this feeling like, she had to do it for it all the way to come back around. I think it's great. It makes, you, makes you feel better? Go for it. Well, it was just crazy how it 
it just, it worked for me. And yes, I do think maybe it is something we we tell ourselves because I'm sure people see there's certain flowers or other animals that maybe they feel as though is a sign from a loved one they've lost. But yeah, I think as long as it's bringing me comfort, there's nothing wrong with it. I would and never I'm gonna... tell you that you were wrong about that. I, I Actually, I would like, I would say, hey, you know. See the cardinal? I do see the cardinal. Yeah. Now, I this is what I would it. say to myself, right? right? This is what I would say to myself. What would you say? I would Self? say, I wonder how many times I've seen cardinals and didn't realize it because it wasn't top of mind. Oh, I know. You know? I, I thought that too. But again, that's too. not you. I'm not talking saying that to you, but that, that's how I fight myself off with these things because I need to see things. I'm a little different than you. I need to see and touch and feel a lot of things. I need to see numbers, data. I need to see... But that's how I work. That's not how you work. Well, but you're, no, but you're totally accurate. All humans and like you think blue car, then all of a sudden you see blue cars and you weren't noticing blue cars, right? That's, that's proven. I think we all do that. But I, I've known about my sister's cardinal thing for years, ever since it happened. So six years. And I, I don't, I've never been into it. And the, the minute she saw the cardinal fly at my house last week, and then I was open to her being like, hey, everything's going to be okay. I received it. And then the next time I saw a cardinal, which I don't notice cardinals, and it was in a moment I literally needed it. Like I was dealing with something in that phone call and I look up and there's a cardinal in the tree. So, And I I'm think you saying, take it as that. I think I you take it. You love it. Okay. You, you find comfort in it. Mm-hmm. I think we're always searching for things to, to, to put us in more stable positions to make better decisions. Yeah. And I think that's what happened here. Yeah. Don't be second guessing it. Okay. Because you can't, you're not going to be right or wrong. So you might as well just be right. Right. I might as well just see it as a sign that everything's going to be okay. Because mm-hmm. what, what, what else is it? Yeah. Could just be a cardinal. It could. You're right. <laughs> it absolutely could be just be a cardinal. But you get to choose how you see it. Yeah. You get to choose how you react to people that treat you certain ways. Mm-hmm. You get to choose... Our life is all of our little bitty decisions, and that's what ends up being the big decisions. Yeah. You want to talk about this family drama or no? Not right now. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> Lunchbox, is that the Cardinal? Oh, it, it sounds so hokey. <laughs> I mean, you sound like a lunatic. <laughs> I do. See, the, see, I knew I was going to come off as crazy. Yeah, people are going to tell you you sound like a lunatic. But, I mean, that's, that's okay. I think we all look for things that make us feel better, and I think you found something there in that moment that gave you peace. I don't think you have to see everything for everything to be real in general. But to be fair, if you are rolling your eyes at me, I get it because I was rolling my eyes like last week. I know. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because you are struggling with it. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that are going through this right now. Yeah. And let me say, there's nothing wrong with you feeling because he can't prove to you that wasn't your mom that sent that or presented that or yeah, he can't prove it. You're right. But then I want to say thank you to your mom for sending the Cardinals in my backyard every day. Oh, you have... Yeah. Well, she didn't create all it's cardinals. It's not for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she well, she's telling me to tell you it's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now he's making fun of me. Tony LaRusa <laughs> called yeah. and said back when he used... All right, we're done. Um, all right. Thank you, Amy. Uh, Thanks for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really did find yeah, something that, in that. I just got vulnerable and a few, shared with y'all something that... I, I wasn't hating. What are you, don't bring this to me. Yeah, Tony Lamunicol. <laughs> no, I was just, you know, was how his we name used to Tony, Tony LaRusso used to coach the Cardinals way back in the day. <laughs> okay. All right. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A pair of college hockey players set off on a multi state journey to raise money for the American Cancer Society, and they did it on rollerblades. These roommates, Andrew Walker and Jacob Atkins, Departed from Boston on July 13th. They traveled nearly 900 miles to Lansing, Michigan on rollerblades for their fundraiser. Holy moly. The University of Massachusetts Boston teammates spent 10 days rollerblading. Keeping their supporters up to date. They had a Men in Blades Instagram and so far over $27,000. Isn't that wow. crazy? That's a, that is a long way. Bad weather. You used to rollerblade. If it rained, I mean, I've like twice. I uh, bought some rollerblades. Well, I knew it was a big deal when you got the rollerblades. We yeah, heard about it a lot. I was excited to go, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it rained, was it harder to rollerblade? I mean, no, I wouldn't go anywhere. If there oh. was a puddle, I wouldn't go through it. Oh. Okay, well, never mind. Uh, Andrew Walker, Jacob Atkins. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Murdoch, Florida. A man had noticed, man, my car stinks. I need to improve the smell if I'm going to go on this date tonight. So what can I put in here? Ah, scented candle. So he lights the candle, puts it on the passenger seat, and he's driving around. He hits the brakes, falls oh, onto the floorboard. No. There's papers on the floorboard. Car that up stinks. in flames. Oh that gosh. stinks. Because I've sense. I've done that thing where you put something in the seat and it falls over. Usually food. Yeah, but not a candle. I know. That part of it, though, <laughs> a little weird. Dang. What happened with the car? Does it have any final? Is it? Oh, uh, it's destroyed. Yeah, Jeez. completely destroyed. Jeez. Okay. But he's okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Raymundo, our audio producer, is getting married in October, but he has a baby update that I think we weren't expecting. Do you know about this? I don't. What? No. Raymundo, what would you like to tell everybody? Yeah, so uh, it's been a long seven years. We've been trying to do the engagement, the marriage, squeeze it all in. Why not throw in a kid as well? So we did freeze the 23 eggs. The only way for us to take that next step is for us to get a surrogate. And we have finally done that. We've got our surrogate. So I think a lot of listeners may be asking why you would need a surrogate. Yeah, so the deal is uh, if my... Uh, fiance was to try and have a kid with the frozen eggs, it would risk cancer again. So she doesn't want to do that. And she just fought and beat cancer. Correct. She had breast cancer. And so I guess with the hormones, it's really, really bad. So you have to, you almost, if you want a child, go the surrogate route. So who came to you and said they would be your surrogate? Morgan, number two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Amy, that was great. Because <laughs> I looked over, I saw her face during this. Like she almost like knew something. No, no. It's not you? No, it's not me. Okay. It's not me. Go ahead, Ray. Uh, so uh, my fiance had a very serious talk with my sister, and she said she's in her 30s, and she said she'd be more than happy to carry our kid. Yeah! Wow. Wow. Yeah, entirely for free. I mean, obviously, I would be indebted to her for life, but it, it these surrogates are very expensive. My sister said it's a labor of love, no pun intended, and she would be <laughs> uh, the surrogate. How much do surrogates cost? Like $30,000. What? Or more or less, depending on, but I mean, I would say on average. And then there was also other people piling on. Uh, another person in her family, I don't know if she's comfortable mentioning right now, but she also said she'd do it for free. In she, your family? In her family. Okay. That she would carry the child. And then a listener hit us up on Twitter and said she, it, in California, and she would be a surrogate. So we have three now lined up. Wow. The average cost of surrogacy can range from ninety thousand dollars to one hundred and thirty thousand oh. dollars, depending on the individual arrangements. Where'd I hear thirty? <laughs> I, I guess I was looking on a cheap site. Uh, well, but yeah, we trust my sister. She already has two kids, so if you need any more proof, there it is. Does she have to live down here though? She probably would. She'd move here for nine. That'd be awesome too. Would she live with you in your apartment? Yeah, I'd be like, come on over here, sis, mama, give me a kiss. To your sister? I'm just kidding around. Oh, that was weird. What the fuck was jokes? <laughs> right what? Got, I don't know. My kid's inside of her. It's like if I wanted to be close to my kid and listen to her stomach, I'm literally listening to my sister's stomach. It's kind of weird. But you just got to laugh it off. I mean, that's life. You, n- you never know what's going to get thrown at you. Yeah, you're going to have to kiss her belly and stuff when you... Like if that you, if that's how I need to get closer to my kid, I will kiss my sister's belly. Would you watch if it was a vaginal birth? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Absolutely not. That's a tough question, though. Wow. I make them with the hard-hitting stuff. <laughs> I have the same thought. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, do you wow. think this will happen? <laughs> yeah. Would yep. you, even though it's your sister, do you feel like you should draw up paperwork in case she decides to keep the baby? I've seen too many movies. <laughs> no, I have a bond uh, with my sister that will never be broken. Okay. So. Do you have enough room in your apartment for all three of you guys to live? We'll get a house. That, that'll be a next year thing. But when are you guys planning on doing this? First the wedding, uh, but then I believe next year the apartment lease ends in the summertime. So basing a baby on an apartment lease. I like how you're just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apartment lease is in June, so we can probably start... All right, wow, well, I, wow, wow, wow. You excited about that? Oh, yeah. It, it, honestly, because you guys had said it was $20,000 or more, and then the fact that we have to have a surrogate, it was kind of worrisome. But I, my sister, it, I, I asked her, I said, were there drinks flowing? And she said, no, it was an honest conversation uh, at brunch. And she said that she would be more than happy to do that for us. Well, wow. congratulations, bud. Not, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh I couldn't have been more happy to hear the news. Anything you'd like to end this on? No, it's so cool. I'm happy for you. That's amazing. And Maybe you play baby and 
baby us out. I will. There you go. Hit it. I will. And those 23 eggs, we're coming for you. One of y'all is going to create a baby. All right, there you go. The thing that this Jason Gibble character has in common with most of his calls is that he's always trying to make money. That's right. He's a businessman making business deals trying to get that money. Jason Gilball's Lunchbox is a side character he's made. Who do you call this time? I call a memorabilia shop, and I say I have celebrity memorabilia I'm trying to sell because of the hard times with the economy and everything. Okay, here we go. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before we play it, before we play it. Is it real memorabilia? No, it's just stuff I've made up. Oh, you're making this stuff up? Yeah, I'm making up stuff to see what I would get for it if he was really interested. Okay, okay, okay. Good afternoon. How may I help you? Hey, it's Jason Gibble, businessman, making business deals, trying to get that money. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> oh, good, man. Look, I'm going to tell you what. The pandemic has hit, and I am ready to sell some of my memorabilia. All right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was at a Carrie Underwood concert, okay, and I was sitting pretty much front row, and she was chewing a piece of gum, and she spit it. I jumped over the retaining wall, and I got her used piece of gum. Um... <laughs> Uh, we're a sports memorabilia store. I don't really think we would take something like that in. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's married to an athlete. So, All right. So it's basically like that gum was in her husband's mouth because they make out, so it probably has some DNA from him. Gotcha. Well, I don't think that's something we're looking for at the moment. All right, you're 0 for 1. 0 for 1. Now, are you calling somebody else here? Same no, guy. No, same guy. I was like, okay, I'll pivot. I got something else for you. You know who Garth Brooks is? Yes. Okay. Well, he went to, you know how he used to go to spring training with the Padres? Yeah. Well, I was there, and he hit one, and boom, he hit the ball, and it was just a foul ball, but the bat splintered, and guess what? I got the splintered piece. Okay. So, I mean, how much is that worth? Uh, I don't know. It's not... don't have it in front of me. It's not authenticated. Oh, no, no. It's. Really I mean, I got I got the ticket stuff from the game that I was at. Like, you can tell, like, it's a brown bat and it's a brown piece oh. of bat that I got. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking, like, maybe 25000 Uh Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of these guys that go on all Pawn Stars and are like, listen, limited edition, this sword was used in the first ever shooting of Game of Thrones. This is when they were shooting the pilot. And you're going to love it, and collectors are going to go wild. He goes, well, let me get my Game of Thrones expert in here. He calls the Game of Thrones expert, and the guy shows up. He goes, hi, I'm Trent. I'm the first uh, foremost Game of Thrones expert. I'm here to look at this sword, and we're really going to see what's happening here. I'm very excited about this. He opens, and he goes, well, okay, uh, this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, then he goes, well, look, I can give you $10 for it. And then the guy just wants to die. Uh. <laughs> That's what that guy kind of felt like. All right, nice job, Lunchbox. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. This is going to sound disgusting, but stay with me because I'm a big fan of salty sweet. And there's a new thing that's a Rice Krispie treats with hot dogs mixed in. And then you put like ketchup and mustard on top. But, or relish, if that's your thing. Where do we thing. try this? Because I would try it, but it doesn't sound like something I would like. Well, so there's a website called The Vulgar Chef, and they just released this recipe, uh, hot dog Rice Krispie treats. Oh. And you make a batch of Rice Krispie treats, but you cut up little hot dogs mixed in. And then, yeah, the ketchup and mustard or relish is on top. And I feel like the combo might work because I'm looking of the at salty them. sweet. It might work. I know. When you say it out loud, it's disgusting, but I'm looking at it. It looks like a hot dog like because it's in the middle like a bun. Mm-hmm. The Rice Krispie Treat's just a bun. Just think about you're eating a hot dog, but the Rice Krispie like Treat's a bun. Like a little sweet bun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not so crazy. Right. When you think about a full Rice Krispie Treat with little hot dogs in it, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> if you think of the Rice Krispie Treat, it's just a bun. It doesn't sound so bad. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, what else? So if anybody gives it a go, let us know. Uh, the Taste of Country came up with the top country love songs. And this is from like readers and then their opinion. And I'm just curious if you agree with some of these classes. Well, how many do they have there? The we top have the five? top five. Okay, is It's Your Love's got to be on there? Nope. Oh, it's not. Okay, well, I'm stupid. Go ahead. Five. <laughs> Rascal Flats, Bless the Broken Road. Great one. Thomas Rhett, Die a Happy Man. Are they all new? No. Oh. Lone Star Amazed. Mm, classic. Junior high dance classic. I would go on DJ Sound and Light shows. I'd be like, all right, kids. And I'd play this, or I'd play Brian McKnight. Sometimes back-to-back. Really get them with the back-to-back. Yeah, because kids didn't want to fast dance. Yeah. Especially in junior high. You could play. You could play all the Humpty Dance you wanted, but nobody's getting out there. Oh. Or they'd split up, but you play a slow dance. You'd, and this is why you do back-to-back. 
Because it takes about half a song for them to actually get the courage to ask someone to dance. Mm-hmm. And then while it's playing, you go, all right, guys, we're going to do one more. Looks like you're having a great time out there. Boom, hit the second one. And that one they get to fully enjoy. Got it. Mm-hmm. Strategy. <laughs> all right. And at number two, Garth Brooks of Tomorrow Never Comes. Mm, my favorite song. Ugh. And? Number one, Keith Whitley, When You Say Nothing At All. And who covered this song and also made it a smash? Um, a girl. Uh-huh. Allison Krauss. Oh, I was going to say Leanne, but no. Allison Krauss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great one. All right, what else you got? So there's a new dating term called woke fishing. Are you familiar? I am. Okay. Well, it's pretty much when someone person pretends to care about social issues to get dates. <laughs> like yeah, like they po- they put it on their 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 profile. Yeah, it's the newest dating term and yeah, they pretty much they pretend to be progressive about issues and care about social things happening because that's what they think the other person will really care about and will attract them. And it's so I guess it's kind of like being catfish, but with political beliefs. Woke fishing. <laughs> Woke fishing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you need something to lure people, there you go. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. The story is just super sweet. Chick-fil-A did a drive-by birthday party for a 90-year-old employee that works at this Texas location. Her name's Ann Mefford, and she had to take six weeks off to stay at home because she's high risk for coronavirus. And so when her birthday rolled around, Chick-fil-A employees, uh, customers that knew her, they gathered together and gave her a parade. Here's the clip. She started getting a little depressed that she didn't think we were going to be able to do anything. Um, So we kind of got with some people. We talked to OPD, Odessa Fire Department, and we thought, hey, let's do a big fun drive-by. We'll have a little party before. I'm so glad to see them all. (laughs) Makes me feel really loved. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll talk with Luke Bryan. Always fun to have Luke on. Let's go over to Amy now for the morning corny. The morning corny. Which state has the most streets? Which state has the most streets? Rhode Island, duh. Rhode Island? (laughs) It's like like an island of roads. Okay, I needed that explained. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Did you guys get that? Not really. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Morgan, you got it? I got it, yeah. Thank you, Morgan. All right, well, there you go. Yeah. That was the Morning Corny. I'm going to play you a video game version of a country song. Okay, You know how Mario Brothers sounded like... Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play you a video game version of a country song. See if you can name the song. What is that? <laughs> um, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison. Yeah. Blues. I'm yeah. stuck in Folsom Prison. Yeah, good. And time keeps dragging. All right, here's another next one. Video game music number two. That one? Chattahoochee? Yeah, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. What are you going to say? At the very beginning, I thought it was Footloose. At the very beginning. Play the beginning? Just like... You don't hear that? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, That's where my brain went. I was like, Blake Shelton's version of Footloose. I don't know. (laughs) All right, let's do another one. You have that one? Yeah. What? Kenny Rogers, know when to hold them. Yeah. When, when the, the dealing's done, done, you gotta know when to hold them. Bow, 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 no wind. Okay. See if you can name this one right here.
Go ahead. Oh, totally crazy. Uh, Shania Twain. Um, <laughs> oh, little Hold on. In that install. Oh, oh, oh. Get it. Is it, who, it's, is it whose boots? Come on, keep no. going. The attraction. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The way. Oh, oh. Here we go. Oh. I feel like a woman. There you go. All right, one more. Okay. These are uh, video game country songs. Name this one. A little tougher. Oh, no, I got it. You do? I'll okay. listen. Let's listen a minute. What is that? Started to doubt myself, but is it Jolene? It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll catch up to it. Jolene. 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 Okay, there you go. All right, nice shot. That's pretty fun, huh? Yeah. Where it's, do you get those, Mike? They sound not real. What? What nerdy side is Mike on to find these games? <laughs> on the Bobby Bones Show now. Luke Bryan. Hey, buddy. What's happening? What's up? You know, I was, uh, let me do a couple accolades here for you real quick. One Margarita oh, I- just became his 25th number one single. How in the world do you even play all your biggest songs? You know, I'm in a little bit of a quandary because I was one of those artists that I'm like, if I ever have number ones, I'm going to play every <laughs> damn one of them at my concerts. And I'm like, yeah, 25, um, probably going to have to do a medley. How many songs in a set list, though, for you on a normal, like a show night? You know, I think by the time we're, you know, because half the time, you know, we go on at 9.15 and we go off stage around 11 or a little after. And about, I mean, in an hour 45, which is a pretty lengthy show, um, I guess we can get 18, 19 songs. You can't even play all of them. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to play every one. But you know what I mean? It's funny. I mean, there are songs that... You know, there's songs that, that lend themselves to certain rooms and environments. And sometimes, you know, you can get too many mid-tempos and stuff like that. So we like to, you know, we like to keep a big old live, fun uh, stadium party vibe going on. So sometimes a, a few of the, of, the, of the lower mid-tempos kind of get lost in the mix. On Friday, your record comes out, Born Here, Live Here, Die Here, which, if I'm correct here, at one point it was coming out already, and you said let's hold off for a minute. Now it's coming out. Is this the is this the right date? It's coming out, or is this the delayed date? It's coming out. This is the delayed date. I mean, we were originally slotted for um, the uh, like April 24th, I believe, 26th, and you know that was in the heat. That was in the in the in the heart of really COVID confusion. Let's just call it and. You know, me running around trying to promote an album or even figuring out how we would even promote an album, I mean, that was the, that was the furthest thing from our mind, and, and, and I, I think we all know where we were at. And we're still, you know, we're still a lot of questions, a lot of confusion going on, but we just felt like putting the album off was the right move, and so glad we did. I mean, um, it kind of, we got to kind of allowed one margarita to go have fun, you know, go be a Big old fun summer song, and 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 um, so yeah, here we are. I'm, I'm ex- it's funny. I've had this music for a long time now. Personally, like I've been in my truck listening to this album for since January, February. So now I'm really excited for the fans to hear the whole, you know, the whole piece of the, uh, you know, the whole the whole project. Luke Bryan on with us now. The new record's out Friday. It's got a 25th number one. Here's what I was saying on the show, and I was a little irritated. I don't know if you could speak on this. But when they put out the Emmys for a competition show and American Idol wasn't nominated, I felt like American Idol was snubbed because we were the first ones to do pandemic television. We were the first ones, and other people took what we were doing and made their shows better based on how we did our show, and I thought we got the shaft. Your thoughts? You know, um, now that you say it, we did get the shaft. It's, it's uh, Yeah, that's not cool because, you know... I mean, I feel like Lewis and Clark have been. <laughs> you know, I feel like they have been. You know, we 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 we've loved on them, and they've. You know, we we. So if we're we're the Lewis and Clark, you know, Bobby, I'm with you, buddy. Let's uh, let's make this be known that 
You know, where's our damn Emmy? Yeah, I was irritated that we weren't even in the nomination because everyone now has figured out how to do this stuff from home. But we were the canary inside the, the, the mine. We had to go in and do it very first, and we did it on such a high level. And when the Emmy nominations come out, we didn't get crap, Luke. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe there's, there's, um, I mean, we, we didn't even win technical Emmy. Nothing. For technical. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Bobby, we just have to be happy and content that we got an awesome show with American Idol. All right, I'm good with that. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Luke Bryan. I saw your height on Google says you're six foot tall. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm six foot tall, and I stand beside you, and you are taller than six foot tall. Well, how tall are you? Barefooted in underwear, I am I think I'm gonna just say six two, but it might be six one and seven eight. Depending could, on, you know, discrepancies of how my hairdo is that day. You could have just said barefoot. You didn't have to go with underwear. Like that actually lends nothing to your height. That would be like weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would, that's <laughs> well, it depends on the. You know, sometimes the weight of underwear can compress your spine and you know you what know, do you have you in know. your underwear that's making you weigh so much well so now you then then your point would be you're six two naked <laughs> basically i'm six two naked yeah all right uh let but me it, see it, yeah i mean who uh yeah we gotta fix this google thing i, I don't i need I, two inches is important well, just so that you know, if I had a guess, you seem even taller than 6'2", so you have that going for you. Yeah, for sure. Well, is. what's interesting is when you see me, I have uh, cowboy boots on, which give you about two more inches, so I am, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm rolling around at about 6'4". Nice. So 6'4 uh, sounds like, it's like getting up there with like Trace Atkins level of, uh, of, of just, you know, just just built ass, you know, uh, <laughs> built man, you know. Uh, John Party was talking to us recently, and he said he's selling the bulldozer you bought him. How does that make you feel? Well, here's the deal. Um, I gave John Party a lemon. I mean, it was an awful gift. It was a, um, I, I basically, I, I meant well. The sentiment was there. I went and found him a bulldozer. Um it was in my, you know, I have a little, I have a price range of, of end of tour presents. I like to pride myself in spending a good bit of money on end of tour presents. I went and bought this damn bulldozer. And all I've done is made John Party a bulldozer mechanic now. So he is a licensed bulldozer mechanic. The fact that he didn't just sink it in a lake for fish structure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... I am totally cool. So I also did this. I, I bought Jason Aldean an old Bronco, and it, it broke down every second of the day, too. So Jason sold his. So this isn't the first time I've um, I've given a fellow artist just a piece of crap. So I, I'm, I'm cool with him selling it. I got two, oh. two things for you here. One, we're going to talk about the record for a second. This is the first thing. Where Knockin' Boots, we know what she wants tonight. One margarita. Look. Uh, I know Bill Me a Daddy. What's the next single? Can you say that yet, or does it matter? You know what? I don't. We we are still talking about it. What's funny about it is one margarita is still feeling like, um, it's still feeling like it needs to still live on the radio a little longer. And uh, but we're we're talking it out. Um, um, we we've got two or three songs narrowed down, and and then you know you start looking at time of year and and how you want to together even your songs you perform next year so uh so yeah we're, we don't have it picked but good but good question bobby thank you very trying much to a, tr- trying to be a, a breaking news alert mm-hmm. just uh, just floating it out there you're, you know how i do hey listen now oh boy. i'm seeing all these pictures of you posting fishing pictures I, that's my next question hold on hold on this is my next question i'm glad you're bringing this up because chuck wick was at my house the other day and chuck's in we're hanging out having lunch and he goes hey man you fishing a lot and i was like yeah he goes, I went down to Luke's Lake and fished. How many times have you been down there? I said zero. You know what? I mean, you I did, You can't be a closet fisherman all of a sudden. Not closet. I mean, come on. No, he feel, he's saying that like if you fish, you're just now making it known. So he would have invited you, but he didn't know you fished because you were in the closet. I don't know. I mean, Bobby, our relationship our relationship has, has basically been you like me 
recognizing that you're an absolute workaholic. And so when you start throwing these new hobbies my way, you know, I need to know about these new hobbies, and then I can help you. I mean, I, nobody is better at screwing around and, and diverting from work and creating more hobbies than me. So, yes, I'm ready to let you capitalize your fishing hobby on some of my fish. Well, this isn't a new hobby, but my girlfriend loves to fish, so we've been doing it more out together. And all my point was, Chuck was like, oh, you've been fishing a lot. Surely you've been to Luke's. And I was like, he didn't invite me. And Dirk's like, yeah, we go fish when Luke's not even there. And I'm like, what in the world's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, listen. We've said it all. Thank you, Luke. Luke Bryan, everybody. At Luke Bryan on Instagram, obviously. Uh, one margarita just went number one. It's his 25th ever. Eventually, his whole concert is going to have to be just one big medley so he can play the new stuff, too. He's going to play like nine. All right, for this next 30 minutes, you're going to hear 11 number ones. That's what all Luke shows are going to be because he has so many number ones. All right, Luke Bryan, the record's out Friday. Good to see you, bud, and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you, Bobby. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A couple weeks ago, this 90-year-old woman was driving in Charleston, South Carolina when her dog, Belle, jumped out the car window and ran away. Couldn't find Belle anywhere, so her son, Tim, posted on Facebook, Hey, my mom lost her dog near this highway. $2,000 reward if you find it. Two weeks later, nothing. And then someone in Miami sees the post. They found the dog on the highway in Charleston, didn't know where it belonged to, picked it up and drove it to Miami. Reunited the family with their dog. Oh, so they saw it back in South Carolina. Yeah, and they picked it up and it didn't have tags. So, so they, they just were, took it with them to Florida. They were like, okay, guess we'll just save this and dog. And then they saw the post? Yep. Oh, and that's they, crazy. the family got the dog back. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. So I'm having trouble getting hot water to certain parts of my house. Some sinks, toasty. Some, it just takes forever to get there. So call this plumber out. He brings another guy that works with them. They go like underneath the house, beside the house where there's like a hot water heater or two. And they're kind of, they come out and they're like, well, your water's not getting to certain places of the house at the speed that it needs to get. And I'm like, okay, how do we fix that? Like, well, give us a couple days. So they came back and they said, well, we've, uh, we took it back. We thought about it. It's going to cost you $4,000. You're going to need a couple new water heaters. Oh, wow. And I'm like, $4,000? So we call for a second opinion. And so another guy comes out. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, 80 bucks. What? All you need to do is put a little elbow here and do this, and it'll fix the problem. I'm like, are you here to tell me this other company tried to get me to spend $4,000? You didn't tell that other plumber that beforehand, right? You just oh, let them all. Okay. I just let them go look. Okay, good. Yeah. Why? Well, because then if they hear 4000 then they just come in at, you know, 3800 No, no, no. They didn't know anything. Okay, they didn't said, know hey, anything. I have this issue. Right. So he said 80 Yeah. It, all in all, after labor and everything, it was like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Hasn't done it yet. So do you think the first plumbing company isn't as knowledgeable? Or B, are they trying to uh, Gouge. You know, run the numbers a little bit? Mm-hmm. Or are they right? Right, and the $80 guy's wrong. It's all things that have to factor in. Can you get a third opinion? <laughs> you can, but I have to pay these service fees for people to come out. I know. But I feel like for a $4,000 expense yes. or something being done right the first time, it might be worth it because that's such a big difference. Yeah, not even close. It wasn't even like yeah. you need the same, but we found a cheaper version. They're like, oh, you just need to do this. And so I think what I'm going to do is have that second guy do what he says he can do. And see if it fixes it. And see if it, it works. Yeah. I just can't get hot water. I was taking a shower the other day, just to add on to my water problems. And water started coming out from underneath my shower. That's not good. Onto the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And so I've got towels everywhere. My dog thinks I'm playing with him. He's jumping all over the place. <sighs> that water, if it gets into a floor. Oh, yeah. It's not good. Nightmare. Mm-hmm. All right. I got it. Is all your home stuff done? Not everything, but most of it. And I'm meeting some neighbors. I met some new ones and learned there's some kids on the street. Woo! That's good, because I want my kids to have somebody to play with, and I hadn't seen, I hadn't been seeing any kids, but I think because of COVID, people are just yeah. not as out and about or something, and suddenly they just started to, um, to emerge, and they were like multiplying, and I was like, yes. With the sun, the kids came <laughs> yes. out? Yeah. So hopefully my kids will have some other kids to play with. Lunchbox, I was thinking about you today because I read this guy's plan to win the lottery. Oh, I want to hear it. Well- 
it mirrored a bit of what you used to do because you had a theory if you went to smaller gas stations and you bought scratch-offs or lottery tickets that you had a better chance of winning. Yeah, if you always watch the news, it's always small towns that have the big winners. It's never, oh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, there's a $500 million winner. It's like Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, that's where I'm going. So I would drive to the outskirts. Well, Paducah is a real town in Kentucky. Well, that's what I'm saying, but yeah. it's a smaller town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just thought you, you said were, Paducah. I didn't, we didn't know where Paducah was. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. What do you think happened here? I'll read you the first part of the story. A guy visited 40 stores because he was looking for the one remaining $5 million scratch-off prize. This guy from North Carolina, he went on the hunt for the final top prize in a scratch-off lottery game. He visited about 40 different stores, and he would go in and buy as many of the $20 tickets as he could find. Now, did he lose over $15,000 while trying this technique? Oh, man. Or did he win... The five million dollars by finding the single ticket. What do you think? Twenty bucks a stop, forty oh, different gas stations. Man. Did he lose over fifteen thousand dollars and didn't find it, or did he win the five million? This is easy. This is all about math, and he sounds like a smart dude. So he did the math, he did the calculations. He won five million dollars. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous, and I need to write this plan down. That is awesome. He says this before I tell you what really happened. I went to about 40 different stores, and I bought every single last mega cash ticket I could find. Amy. Well, see, though, so I understand his logic there, but he has to bank on the fact that he's taking time to drive around to each store, and those that those tickets are being bought. As he's at another store, it could be being bought at the other store. I don't, I don't, I guess maybe he won, just because that would make it this a cool story. He won $5 million. Oh, he won no, the scratch off. That's crazy. Oh uh-huh. So, ah. which ticket was it, does he say? He said, I had a real good feeling it was going to be in the western part of the state. I went to about uh, 40 different why? stores. His gamble paid off when he went to the stop and go on US 70. I scanned it with my phone, and it told me to go see a retailer. So, I scratched it off. And when I scratched it off, I couldn't believe it. I started shaking, and then I cried. Ugh. He took the option of accepting his prize as a $3 million lump sum, which after taxes, $2,122,506. But he got online to see how many were left. He found he saw there was one, so he went driving for him. Genius. I mean, look at that guy. I mean, I wonder what gave him the feeling it was in the West. I just, you know, the other <laughs> ones came from the East. <laughs> what gives you a feeling of anything? Oh, uh, yeah. Feelings just happen. Wow. Okay. Wow, wow. That's Crazy story, cool. huh? Mm-hmm. All right, on the phone right now is Brittany. Brittany, where do you live? Hi, I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi. Ah, I love it down there. Uh, Brittany, what do you do for a living? Um, well, I am a brand new stay-at-home mom, but right before that, I worked for the Red Cross. Well, how brand new? Um, 11 weeks. Wow. wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Look at you. Thanks. That's yeah, amazing. pandemic baby. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're going to play music trivia against a musician. And uh, it's Adam Hambrick. He won last week. So he's back this week. Woo. Uh, we're going to change it up a little bit from last week. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Brittany five questions. I'm going to come back and give Adam five questions. And we'll see who's got the better score. Okay. You won't get the same ones. Brittany, are you ready? You're up first. I guess so. All right. Music trivia. Question number one. What pop singer is known as the Material Girl? Madonna. Correct. Nice. Were you born in the 80s or 90s, Brittany? I was born in the 90s. Okay. Uh, Number two. Which band had a huge international hit album in 2002 with the record A Rush of Blood to the Head? The band. I do not not know this. You got to take a guess, though, Brittany. You don't want to let some just fly Um, away. What band had a record in 2002, Massive, called A Rush of Blood to the Head? Massive, 2002. I'm going to guess, like, a metal-ish band, The Grateful Dead. It sounds aggressive. At least it was a guess. The answer was Coldplay. So. Oh, well, they're not that aggressive. Okay. okay. It's the opposite. <laughs> the literal yeah, opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That album was the album that I listened to to go to sleep for about yeah. two years. I loved it, but it was always <laughs> in mine, in mine. All right, uh, next oh, up. Good. The song Independence Day was a big hit for what female country artist? The song Independence Day. Martina Inde- McBride. Nice. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. She's got two right. Back on track. <laughs> Brittany, who sings the theme song? To the TV show Friends. Oh my gosh, I don't know this. What band sings the T? So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Cup, 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 cup. 
Yeah, I 100% don't. I don't even know. Uh, I'm gonna guess the the nice guys. The nice guys. Yeah, it's yeah, the Rembrandt. I, I bet they were pretty nice, but that's not the name of the band. Finally, before going solo, this is older. Phil Collins was the drummer and singer in what band? Oh. To be fair, oh. he was the drummer. They, they had another lead singer. He left. He's like, well, I guess I'll sing. He left and went solo, became huge, and then went back to the band again after that. Phil Collins. I'm going to guess Guns N' Roses. Incorrect. It's a G. <laughs> it's Genesis. Do you know any oh, okay. Phil Collins music at all? Um, I... I feel like there might be like a Disney song that he does. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He went so hard. He went so hard for that soundtrack. I'm terrible. <laughs> the Disney song was "You'll Be in My Heart." He, yeah. Phil Collins went hard. And you for may that know song. the. Uh, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You know that one? Oh Lord. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do 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 do. Okay, so yeah. you got two right. You're playing for fifty dollars in cash. Now. Oh. Adam's playing to get some promotion. You know, the, the okay. poor guy's over here working his face off. You're playing for the cash. He's playing for the promotion. Yes. Let's see if Adam can get three for the win. Fingers crossed. Here we go. All right, go, Adam. Adam, question number one. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is located in what state? Ohio. Correct. It is Ohio. Wow. Adam. The first music video played on MTV was Video Killed the Radio Star. Who sang it? I knew it was Video Killed the Radio Star, but I, I cannot remember who it was. The Rembrandts. There it is. <laughs> the Buggles. I got nothing on that. That's that a little before me. Is incorrect. <sighs> Next up. In 2018, Pharrell and Robin Thicke were ordered to pay approximately $5 million to the estate of which late musician because of the song Blurred Lines? Oh, don't get me started. That was Marvin Gaye. That is correct. One more, and you are the winner. My, my heart's pounding on my chest like I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire right now, Bobby. This is, <laughs> this is intense. Adam, name all four of the Beatles. <sighs> In 15 seconds, go. John. Need full and last... Oh. Full name, last name, first name, last name. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr. That is correct. Oh. He defends his title. He is oh. still the reigning music champion. Oh, man. Adam Hambrick, wow. Oh. Wow. Good job. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you, you Brittany, I, I was really pulling for you, um, to be oh, honest. Thanks. You did win, so we'll do a little Adam Hambrick promotion. Adam Hambrick, quote, his unique blend of country songwriting uh, top Down, Southbound, Yeah. on August 28th. The first of a series of three releases which Adam playfully describes as flip side. All right, there he is, our friend Adam Hambrick. Yeah. The Bobby Bones, Bobby Bones Show. Uh, the Bobby Bones Show. Everybody go out, have a great day, be safe. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, bye, everybody, have a good day. Bobby Bones is on.